Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. On this week's episode, I talk about the nine-day Wisconsin gun deer season, the results from that season, uh, tip of the week, and the deer in the headlights section. Stay tuned for more. Hunt, 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 Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is December 2nd, 2015. I'm your host, Eric Clark, and this is episode 29. Um, thanks again for joining us. I kind of took a, a break there after the, well, during the uh, gun opener, I had one episode right before that, and then uh, obviously the holiday Thanksgiving last week, so I did not record. But welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone who had shared photos on the Facebook page. It's great to see that kind of uh, interactivity. I love, love seeing all the photos. It's actually really cool. It looked um, promising there initially, and uh, in all technical standards, we did do better than we did last year. And according to a couple websites out there, that's the best year we've had uh, in recent years since 2008, as far as our gun deer harvest. Um, the DNR's website reports, let's see here, let me get to where I was looking, um, that this year's pre- preliminary nine-day gun deer hunt registration figures indicate a total of 200, 204,725 deer harvested during the nine-day season. That's compared to 199 583,000 in 2014. Um, you know, I, I really wonder sometimes what impacted that by and large. You got to think we had the uh, virtual or the um, whatever, the mobile, uh, you know, deer registration. You got to wonder how many people just simply didn't do it um, because they weren't able to take their deer into a registration station and said, uh, F you DNR, I'm going to freaking just drag this thing into my truck and call it a damn day. So you got to wonder if there's any of that going on. Um, likely there is, but to what extent, who knows? We still allegedly or seemingly reported more than 2014 anyways. Um, and, and interestingly enough, when you think about that, so we had 204,000 deer killed in this season. The best year that I could find looking at the DNR's uh, uh, chronology of Wisconsin deer hunting was in 1995, which was 398,002 deer killed or harvested for 1995 um and there's a lot of varying degrees of that if you look at that at that section of their website you know um you go back to like 1981 and the record that was a record in 1981 was 166,000. so everyone that says back in the day back in the day well it wasn't until 1995 when we talk about quote unquote back in the day that we had some huge huge numbers being put up um and then to say 2008 we had you know um you know, a really good year then. And I, I remember that actually. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I know in 2014, if I'm ju- jumping around a little bit here, but 2014 was, um, really foggy. If, if I remember, I remember seeing photos on my, you know, this year's, you know, a year ago from today, I can see the photos that I had and it was super, super foggy. So visibility was really low. And, um, this season we had, I was in Grant County and there was 
seven to nine inches of snow. So that would have helped a whole bunch had I actually seen anything. I went up to uh, Grant County with a party of five, a couple friends of my dad and um, one friend tagged a, a doe and my dad tagged a buck. So that was pretty, pretty exciting. I love it when people in my group actually get deer, you know, um, I did what I said I was going to do. We did listen to Led Zeppelin the whole way up, which was super fun. You know, it's a, it's a great thing to get excited for. You know, I do a lot of bow hunting um, during the bow season, but gun hunting is more than just seeing and taking a deer. A lot of it is just the camaraderie and getting up and away from reality and kind of getting back to neutral. Um, it's disappointing. I think we're still quite a ways away from uh, where we're going to be as a state with getting more deer and allowing more people to see and or get deer or tag deer, fill their tags, whatever. You know, um, with the other big things too, is that the Northern States, you can't even shoot a doe. So who's to say how many people saw does that didn't take a shot? You got to wonder predation's way up, still can't hunt wolves in this state. That's stupid. That's going to change. Hopefully at some point you got to think the, the, what is it? The great lakes, whatever the heck organization it's put them on the endangered species list. That's got to stop. The wolves are likely eating a lot of deer from, from everything I read and hear out there. It doesn't sound great. It's another factor, you know, who knows how this winter is going to go either. Lots of things going on that are impeding us getting more deer. Plus, the, the number of people getting into hunting is, is rising too. I think we had 608,000 uh, or 612,000 tags sold or licenses sold, um, which is up from 2014 still. So a lot of things going against uh, the deer, they got a, they got a pretty rough as of lately between cold winters, predation, more hunters, yada, 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 all the list, the list goes on. Um, and then another thing too, this, this year, um, is also one of the least safest deer hunts since, since we've had in a while. Um, in fact, I don't really like the headline here that I see in a lot of these websites. I have a, an article open here from wasadailyherald.com and it says was deer season deadliest in years. Um, yeah, okay, I guess, but r- relatively speaking compared to compared to what? Compared to other states or just ours? Cuz if we're comparing to ourselves and we're competing that way, well then yeah, okay, sure. But to other states, I don't know, man. I I read these incident reports every episode and I research these things constantly and at large too. I'm not just looking through the lens of Wisconsin and I tell you we are pretty damn safe as a state um holistically. The last thing reported on the DNR site said there were two two fatal. I don't know if that's changed since I since the article was posted on the twenty fourth of November. Um, I have one after that here too and actually the DNR's report. But you know, my, my condolences to the families that, that, that did have, um, you know, unsafe hunts to that regard. There were a couple other um, injuries, which I'll cover at the end of the show. We'll just go over that later. But you just got to be safe out there. It's a, it's a tough thing. Um, you got to be thinking. But with more hunters going out there, too, there's just more people prone to more accidents also um, that may either be impacting each other directly or indirectly, but just more people doing an activity. You're going to increase your odds of it being less safe. So we'll go ahead and uh, move on. of the week um i always look at this from the perspective of what what do i want to hear what's relevant what's current what's trending and what am i really going to stop and pay attention to listen to so it's a pretty tall feat and i hopefully make the mark and actually deliver on this more often than not but the tip of the week this week isn't much isn't isn't really a tip more than is um 
I guess it's a tip. It's a bunch of tips. It's, uh, you know, what do you do after? So you have the rut, and then you have the post rut, and then you have the gun season in Wisconsin. Um, you know, so how many deer did I say were killed earlier this episode? Uh, you know, 204,000 or something like that, right? So given, given that, um, you know, how many deer are left? They're out there, but they're going to be rattled, shaken, hiding, hunkered down, cold, tired. They've gone through changes, all sorts of stuff. So let's really kind of think about what, what do you do now? Um, there are a couple more gun hunts in, in Wisconsin. You have the muzzleloader, and you also have um, a hunt later on in December. So there are other times that you can get out. And so one of the things that I figured would make a lot of sense to me is, uh, you know, deer drives. All right. Well, you can go sit and uh, you could play that game and, and see how it goes. You could try to dig in and, and, and strategize some more, but likely anything that you would have been after could have been kicked up and gone. So, um, you know, why not just get a couple buddies and, and kind of uh, comb a property? And one thing that I always wondered, I've done deer drives before. We all, a lot of us have. Some people make it more of a traditional thing. That's the, the one way that they do hunt, um, what have you, whatever. Everyone has their thing. But the one question that I've always wondered when I'm doing these things is, should I be making? I mean, short of just being a clumsy human being in the woods and it being unnatural for us to you know walk completely stealth-like like a deer does, um, do I make intentional noise or or not? Do I try to move a little bit of, you know, a little bit quieter, um, try to be stealth, somewhat stealthy? And, uh, you know, I'm not going out there banging pots or, or barking like a dog. Um, but some of the things that I found here, and in fact, Field and Stream always has such great information. I, I got to say, they have uh, a lot of people that can pay a lot of money to procure good content. So, you know, why reinvent the wheel? There's a lot of resources out there. This particular article that I'm be referencing is from Field and Stream, and it's called 10 Tips for Late Season Deer Drives. And they're saying don't don't add the noise. Don't do it. And, and there's some truth into what they're saying because... Um, you know, it's better to have a big bug guessing where you are. And, and when he does move, you want him walking past the posters, not hightailing it um, because he's scared out of his freaking wits because a freaking pot and pan just went off and it's completely foreign versus hearing something kind of working through, working through doesn't sound real right. He, he might not, you know, go completely bolting out of the woods at lightning speed, which would make for a tough shot. Um, so there's some truth to that, I believe. And then pausing occasionally, uh, number so they have, they have 10 tips. So this is tip number two, pause occasionally, halt your progress. When you come to a promising thicket, um, a sculling, a sculling buck will think you've seen him, uh, get nervous and start moving. If you stop, Hey, what the hell that noise stop? Maybe, maybe they do see me Oh crap. And that's interesting because that's a similar way as, as, uh, I would think a human being would think they just keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, all right. They didn't see me. They stop. Oh, wait, what are they looking? Oh, crap. You know, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Use the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about that a million times in a bunch of ep- in a bunch of episodes. It's one of the biggest topics in the hunting community, using the wind. It's a pretty tough thing to do. And I think this article actually contradicts itself at some point by saying, go the other direction of the wind because you could get bucks to go out the back door or whatever. Yes and no. You'd have to know the property extremely well. Um, use wind to your advantage. We'll read this real quick. Everyone knows to post blockers downwind and drivers upwind. But you can use a breeze to your advantage before you even start the push. Have drivers get in position and hang out upwind for a while. Their scent may be all it takes to nudge deer past the posters. Okay, so that's kind of what I thought it was going to be, where you're using your wind to um, what would normally be an advantage where you don't want to get scented. In this case, it's, it's the exact opposite. Uh, you'd prefer that the deer do scent you when you're doing a drive. Find funnels. Um, yeah, okay, we got that. I'm not going to read that one. 
Uh, make sanctuaries. I'm not sure what this is here. So we're going to read it. Number five, make sanctuaries. Put a few choice areas of security cover off limits from day one. Um, bucks pressured elsewhere will move into them. Okay, so that makes sense. And uh, be there when you're finally ready to push. Essentially, um, make a safe haven for the bucks that have been pressured over the over the nine-day gun season or the gun season, um, what have you. So they feel safe there until you freaking go drive them out. And then uh, it says something about driving in reverse. Number six, when you're hunting a draw or a finger of woods that juts out from a main cover, um, try diving. Try driving into the wind that is slowly still hunt towards the narrow end of the draw or fingers as another hunter or two post downwind just inside the main cover to catch bucks slipping out the back door. See, I did read this already. Um, sounds pretty confusing. If anyone has any elaboration that they'd like to do on that, please feel free. I am not an expert. I've prefaced that many, many, many times on this show. Um, buy natural blockers. So you can post people in certain areas to prevent a buck from going this way or that way to keep them funneling where you want them to go. But you can find natural blockers to areas where deer just simply aren't going to go. So that's a good, good logical kind of analysis. If you're, um, you know, looking at the property before you go in, or if you already know the property and then post blockers early, uh, number eight, which is sensing, sensing distant noise or movement, heavy, heavily hunted deer sometimes realize something is up and sneak out before the deer even begin the deer driving begins. So avoid this by positioning posters extra early before drivers even start to line up for the push. It's a pretty good tip. Makes a lot of sense. All the stuff is almost always common sense and makes it all it always lines, lines up like, Oh yeah, of course. No, no crap. Um, but it's good to hear it. You know, and it's good to be thinking about it cognizantly while you're out there. If you're listening to this podcast on your next deer drive, you might be like, all right, cool. These are good tips. Um, watch the weather. Yep, we know that. And uh, number 10 is probably my favorite. I've heard of people saying and, and are yelling weird things. Number 10 is yell. It says, finally, if a driven buck comes tearing past you um, because someone did make too much noise, going back to number one, try yelling, hey, buck, or something. Literally, I, I don't remember where it was, but someone had yelled, your shoe's untied. <laughs> and it's kind of comical to think you can yell stuff like that and the deer will, will likely stop. Um, he, and if he doesn't, he's going to keep running anyways. So wh what do you got to lose? You know, if he's bolting so fast that you can't take an accurate ethical shot, yelling something and attempt to get it to stop. And it does. It's a 50, 50 chance. Not bad. Not a bad, um, probabilistic kind of way to approach it and yelling something funny, especially if you get it on video, man, that would be great. I'd love to see something like that on, on YouTube. Someone yelling something ridiculous at a buck and it's stopping like, Hey, your shoes untied. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right. That's the, the quote unquote tip of the week, all 10 of them. So this is a kind of sad thing um, overall since the 21st, since the gun deer opener in Wisconsin. After preface Wisconsin, I think we have listeners from out of state as far as I can tell. But um, we had eight injuries, two of which were fatal, uh, which is sad. I mean, it's just sad, honestly. Um, people handing guns to other people in the trees, kind of doing that. You know better, and it's it's some mistake that I'm not going to call out because it's awful that it happened. Um, but considering that the tip of the week was uh, deer drives, 
of the eight of the eight injuries, two of them were related to deer drive. So the other tip, I guess, is be very, very careful and cognizant and aware of what you're doing when you're doing a deer drive. You're with friends and family doing this kind of stuff. You got to be thinking. It's ridiculous to hear that there's injuries like that. Um, of the two, we have uh, shooter was hunting deer, victim walking towards shooter's location, attempting to push deer two shooter shooter saw two deer at approximately 140 yards and shot at the deer hitting the victim in the leg um they're 17 and 18 years old no no fatal injury gunshot wound was to the left leg in the femur area but that's kind of freaking hurt this was a 308 action rifle like holy freaking crap what do you do then you talk to your buddy like i can't believe you freaking shot me man you got me in the leg that's scary that's freaking scary be careful uh the next one self-inflicted um, 35 year old male 308 semi-automatic rifle this is on public land in jackson county the first one was actually on private land so you know just throwing that out there for all you haters um, but this one was a shooter was on a deer drive while walking through some bush or some brush the shooter lowered his rifle to get through the brush when a firearm discharged hit him twice in the foot so that sucks um, that's got to hurt and and you know keep your safety on finger straight off the freaking trigger right you know, I, I don't know, unless a branch hit it, but again, safety on, might not have a problem. Be safe out there. If you're going to do some late season deer drives, please be freaking careful. You know, I hate to hate to hear about people getting injured. It's awful. You know, that said, um, you know, good luck in the late season hunts for the muzzleloaders out there. And, uh, you know, be safe and, and hunt public land safely. I am a hunter and I am safe. I love to hunt in the United States and I've always got my ear protection I point my gun in the right direction I'm a hunter and I am safe